You're listening to Lewis Stevens on Epsom Hospital Radio. Epsom Hospital Radio. Welcome to the Why Aren't You Normal Epsom podcast. What is the Wayne podcast? A deeper delve into dudes' doubts and desires. It's bigger than small talk, and it's deeper than big talk. It's uh, an, an, an entirely new kind of talk. This particular podcast you're listening to right now is about the people of this town. It could be your next door neighbour. It, it could be the guy in front of you um, and on the, at the co-op. It's normal people, except this podcast doesn't believe in normal. Well, well, we we do believe in normal, within reason. I mean, the, the chances are that you're normal. What you do is most likely, you know, as, as weird as you think it is, it's probably just quite normal. But at the same time, it's unique to you. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome you to today's guest, my mate Ben. Your psychopaths. In this episode, you can safely assume that we hear a lot about Ben's Ben's love for football and why he likes it. Nothing compares to it. Like I've been through some pretty bad breakups, but I've never cried as much as I did when Arsenal lost the Champions League final in 2006. Never. His sadness over the death of the high street. We've got a hardware shop next door, this guy called Pete, and he he's quite old. He's had... I don't know how long he's been here. Since about like the early 70s, I think, he's got the, had, had that little hardware store. And um, he's just put some closing down sales on his thing and everyone's heartbroken. Like, he's been here since the 70s. Can't, can't really understand what he's saying sometimes, but such a nice guy. And it's going to be a sad day when he does close down. And then we both come to a pretty mutual agreement about what we'd like to see in the place of these shops. Caps. All caps. Yeah, yeah. Very, very, very good point. And... And then we move on to the dangers of online avatar dating. I could go meet her and I could have like a really, really high pitched voice, really high pitched voice. And then she would just have no idea. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, there you have it. Epsom's podcast. Why aren't you normal? Celebrating and exploring the diversity of the various members of this town, no matter what corner they come from, in the hope of showcasing and highlighting the idea that there isn't a set way to go. You can be whoever you like. You don't have to be anyone. Just focus on knowing who you are. And I think me and Ben, we really touched upon something nice towards the end of this podcast on that topic. And stick with it. We've got three musicians today. I've chosen them all because they're around the same age as us. They're all from the local area. And they're all doing their thing, expressing themselves how they want to express themselves, spending time getting to know themselves, all from the same area, all from the same age, but doing it in completely different ways, you know? Kind of proving that there isn't just an identity, everybody's an individual. First of all, we've got Harry Mack of Psychosis. I was going through psychosis and I didn't even notice, battling my mind took all of my focus. And then we've got L's with pins and needles. Popping bottles, only to sterilize. I'm still drunk though, more from your eyes. And finally, Reese Crowd, one of his singles, Feel Something. Escaping who I am, just for a minute. I need to feel something. And then that's it. That's that's all the music. You can hear them in full throughout the episode. You can hear the full chat with Ben Ramphill. Very good chat. Really enjoyed myself. And he's a good friend of mine. Uh, I know you're listening, Ben. So, hello, Ben. Hope you enjoy the episode. Yeah, that's that. Let's get on with it. Oh, yeah. Also, just look. While, look, just do me a favor. While while you're while you're here right now, you know, I'm I'm not too fussed about the Facebook page. If I'm honest, you can go and like the Facebook page, but could you, while you're on your phone, look, I'll give you two two seconds. Put just pull it out. Yeah, and then go on to www just three w's dot waynepodcast.com and put your email in and i'll just be sending you some e- some emails of some episodes and they come up and that's it that's what i'll be doing all right enjoy Wayne. with football 
obviously you say it's your whole life and you, you mm-hmm. obviously dedicate a lot of yourself to it. What 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 aspects of football do you think that is? Is it like the fans? Is it the game? Is it the culture? Is it something to talk about? What, what do you reckon it is? Um, it's a mixture of them all. Like, the thing I love about it is that like a group of people who may not get along, who may not have the same interest out of football or anything like that, they all come together for 90 minutes and they're all there for the same reason. They want their football team to win. And like even the other fans, let's say there's 60,000 fans in the Emirates, 56,000 of them Arsenal fans, 4,000 of them, let's say Chelsea fans. They're all there for the love of football. Every single one is there for the love of football. The two clubs may hate each other, but we're all there for one reason, and that's to watch our team win. And like the excitement of scoring a goal, like even like the sadness of like losing a match, like nothing compares to it. Nothing yeah. compares to it. Like I've been through some pretty bad breakups. But I've never <laughs> cried as much as I did when Arsenal lost the Champions League final in 2006. Really? Never. Never. Like, the thing is, like, and I was, um, I was, I was speaking to someone the other day about when Arsenal lost to Chelsea in the Europa League final. And, like, it's not just losing the match. It's the fact that we've got Kerry, we've got Patrick, we've got Will, we've got Ed, all the Chelsea fans that we know. And you just know you're not going to hear the end of it for a few weeks. But then you take it all in because, you know, if you won that match, you do the exact same thing. And and that's the thing I love about it, because yeah, you can give it as much as you can take it, basically. So I, I give it a lot as an Arsenal fan and I've, I've got nothing really to give because they're crap at the moment. It's, it's almost like it's like, so I'm thinking in nature, we have to express certain emotions naturally. So like... If we was like, let's say me and you belong, you belong to one tribe, I belong to another tribe and you come over here and start trying to like take all my tribe stuff. Mm-hmm. Naturally, the way we've been like brought up is to protect each other's things or to like greet each other and say hello or to maybe, as history has said, go to war over certain things. And it's almost like mm-hmm. we live, we live in like a, a society now where everything's pretty much quite well done for us. We live in a very good place, don't we? You can go to work, you can... You, you go, you do your thing, and then you come home, you have shelter, you have everything you need. How are you, without, I think without football, how are you ever going to release that anger, you know, or that sadness or that excitement or that frustration that we naturally need to express? It's almost like football is like a simulated version of that for us to enjoy. No, you know yeah, I mean? 100%. Like, even on Sunday League, like, I get so wound up over football. Like, everyone knows it. It's I, I just turn into, like, a different creature at football. Like... If, if, if I'm at a your Don's game, watching it, it could be like a nice little friendly game. Delano can make a bad decision. The Delano's actually helping us out. That's the worst thing about it. Like, he's doing yeah. us a favour. And I'll give him all the abuse in the world. And then someone would talk to me like, Ben, like, calm down. Like, it's only a friend. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. Go and apologise. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Whatever. But literally, every football game, it just gets the better of me. And and that's, and that's as you said, I think it's a good thing that we have football to have that outlet to do. It's a simulated. I think it's like a simulated form form of aggression. Sorry, is it a phone? Yeah, yeah. Hillside, like, like carpets. And while Ben's on the phone, I'd just like to think about how football creates a meaningful, a meaningful release for people that follow the sport and partake in the sport. You know, when maybe we're naturally by bi- like biologically engineered to be competitive. And, and to try and win something and, and all the benefits that come with teamwork and team building but in a way that's been given rules that stops people maybe going to war stops people fighting and allows a natural release of what needs to be released you know that's what that's what football maybe is for the supporter and what football is for the fan so to the Super League people, and I mean, they all listen to this duck. They all listen to this podcast. All, all, all the big club owners. I just like to say, have a think about, you know, what you're encouraging. Not that they do. They, they're driven purely by profit. But maybe we should start to think, what do we? I think we did think what we stand for. And well done, everybody who tried their best to put a stop to it. It's huge spectacle events that create massive amount of finance at the expense of the soul of the game and of the people that play it and the people that fund and enjoy it isn't the way to go and yeah and with that i'm going to introduce the first song of the podcast today from the way music section where we 
where we have local bands and musicians playing every episode because it is all about keeping it local on this podcast. And I know I've been playing these guys a lot recently, but we're going to start... Well, we're going to play three artists today. And the reason I'm choosing these three artists are because they're all local from the area and they are all 24, 25 in a similar age category. And we're going to be comparing the three styles of music just to take a look at the diversity just in music in this area from people this age, not just in opinion. So we're going to start with... We're going to start with Harry Mack today and then we're going to hear Reese Crowther later on and then another favourite of the podcast, Els, right at the end there. So first track today is Harry Mack. My life would soon dip I was so far away from all of my closest It was so clear to see This big conspiracy Two-way mirror spies and cameras They instilled fear in me So much love for the ones who were trying to heal me When I treated them like someone who was trying to kill me I forgot the real me Mind going at the speed of light Struggling to sleep at night Always being watched by a peeping eye and all I'm seeing are these fucking signs Thinking I was woke when I was fucking blind Barely even spoke nice to stuttered I Trying to convey what's on my cluttered mind And you could tell I wasn't fucking fine I lost my plot But I wasn't the end of the story There's so much it's taught me Now I'm winning the war with me I lost my plot but that wasn't the end of the story There's so much it taught me Now I'm winning the war with me Grinning cause I'm winning but I stole down cause the thing is It could all be chilling but I couldn't bear to relive Couldn't bear to rehurt Now I'm just gonna rehearse Only trips I'm taking when I'm singing with that reverb I lost a lot of time but it could be worse I could be section, I could be in the hearse Yeah, it's something that I'm blessed with Yes, it's not a curse I'm driving forward now, don't wanna put it in reverse So, if you're struggling and you feel alone Just hit me up, you won't get a busy tone I know it's hard when you're lonely But please don't get cold feet Down the line, don't wanna wish that you told me Now's the time, don't wanna wait for that Don't wanna see your mum all dressed in black I wanna see you feeling fucking grand And don't tell me you can't cause you fucking can I lost my plot But I wasn't the end of the story There's so much it's taught me Now I'm winning the war with me I lost my plot But that wasn't the end of the story There's so much it's taught me tell you how much i like that song hopefully we'll have harry on in a couple weeks or a couple episodes very soon and we'll go more into why that song hits the real hits the spot for me such a tune um next up in the ben and lewis special we we go with another concern of ben's and that's the idea that the high street's dying out and we begin with one of his next door neighbors at hillside carpets pete who's had a hardware store since the 70s and um I'll let Ben. I'll let Ben explain it to you. This is best Ben. I, I don't know who Pete is, so it would be wrong for me to. Well, we'll, we'll go with what. But I'm just gonna play with Ben. Okay. That's the thing. Like, we got a hardware shop next door. This guy called Pete, and he he's quite old. He's had I don't know how long he's been here since about like the early seventies. I think he's got the had had that little hardware store, and uh, he's been in and out of it during lockdown. Like he's been open some days, some not. The amount of people that come into the shop. 
be like, oh, is P not in today? Like, everyone knows him on a first-name basis, everyone. And um, he's just put some closing down sales on his thing, and everyone's heartbroken. Like, he's been here oh, since what? the 70s. Yeah. And um, so that, that's one small shop that's closing down. And then, um, yeah, it's just sad because everyone's like, oh, is Pete really closing? I'm like, yeah. But, What's Pete like, going to do? You spoke to him? Yeah, I, I speak to him all the time. He's like a proper like, old school like South London geezer. He just, like, he's like, what's that word he always says to me? Oh, always forgetting now. But, um, oh, he says like, uh, gotcha or something like that. And like, yeah. he just means hello or something like that. I have no idea. Like, he's he's quite old. Like, you can't really understand what he's saying sometimes. But such a nice guy. And it's gonna be it's gonna be a sad day when he does close down. Has he got plans? Do you know? Um, well, he said he's gonna sit in the pub all day, and I was like, fair play, enjoy your retirement. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, Pete. Yeah. Did he come in. Have you ever used it? Has he ever? Has he ever used UV carpets? Um, to be honest, I, I don't really know. But the thing is, because yeah. it's a hardware store, and like, so so many of these books here, like these ones here, they're like little screws there. Yeah. And like, they just fall off all the time. So the amount of times I just go in there, and he'd like start peeking, he have a screw for the book, and he just gives it to us straight away. I even got some here from him. Big up, yeah. Pete. <laughs> but um, yeah, like, I, I don't know if we've done any of his claws before, but um, he helps us out all the time. All the time. Man, man, you've got me all sentimental about the idea of shops like Pete uh, Pete's closing. There's got to be, there's got to be some kind of resurgence of another idea. I, I wish surely. there was a resurgence, but the thing is, you got to think closed shops. They were dying before the pandemic. Everything's online. You can get and like the thing is, I'm being a hypocrite here, saying about oh, don't buy your carpets online, but I probably spend half my wages a year on ASOS and JD. Yeah, yeah. So, that's the thing. I'm being a massive hypocrite because I buy all my clothes online these days. Um, and I, I think part of that has been through the pandemic, obviously. Like, everyone does enjoy a good sh- a good trip to the shops, like going to the big Westfields or something like that. And yeah. like, a nice shopping trip. But majority of it is online. And, like, I can't imagine there being that many clothes shops in 10 to 15 years' times on the high street. But it's just, what would you replace them with? We've got to think, man. We've got to come up with something because I, I just don't, I just don't like the idea. I think chicken shops aren't going nowhere. Looking outside my flat now, I reckon chicken shops have a place to stay. Unless oh, Max, <laughs> Maxie's ain't going nowhere anytime Max, soon. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, look at, at your right. on the podcast, Lewis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always talk about him on the podcast. He has no idea, but he's he's featuring in like every episode at the moment. I'm looking out my window now and I'm looking at Odeon like will Odeon stay the same like nobody really goes to the cinema this is a big one as well a really good point to make is that on the road on the upper high street where you're on 90% of the shops there are food shops yeah like 90% of them are food shops maybe we become maybe we pedestrianise maybe we pedestrianise the upper high street and keep it as solely like some food market, food shop, food exchange that'll, kind of place. That'd be brilliant. You know, that place in Kingston. So you know where the Starbucks is on the corner in Kingston? Yeah. And then you've got a row where it's just calves, all calves. It's all pedestrianized and all the calves have their tables out and stuff like that. And it's literally just all food places. And it's so nice there. Like you're just walking down like, it's a calf. They sell all the same food. You know what I mean? It's fine. Whatever table's free, and it's such yeah. a nice, like, little vibe there. Corner of a little corner of culture. The only thing that lets down it would be obviously the the weather in England, isn't it? I think if if we were hot all the time, you could have a guaranteed row of streets. I'm just trying to think that Odeon could maybe turn into some kind of food hall with different, That's like, um, yeah, like a big, like a big inside if you complex. Turn that into a food hall, and then all the restaurants outside, they'll probably lose business because everyone will be going to the food hall. Yeah, it's not easy, is it? It's not easy. Like no, it's not easy at all. You, you can't get rid of the Odi. Well, I'd, you, uh, beforehand, everybody went to the cinema as the big event for the week. This is probably something to think about. They they would all go there. It would be the highlight. As when we were kids, man, when your parents take you to the mm-hmm. Odeon, you get the popcorn, you beg for the popcorn, you know, then you, you ask, can I get a, sl- like a big Tango Ice Blast this week? And they were like, I don't know if you're good. You're going to get one the whole time, but you've been... <laughs> You've been kept like you've been kept restrained. Mm. I, I'm gonna be good because I want that Tango Ice Blast. And then they yeah, tell yeah. you there the cinema would be huge. It'd be so loud. You've never experienced anything. It'd be all dark. It'd be this immense. It'd be this immense spectacle. And now 
the the idea of going to that probably just doesn't seem appealing because you know you can watch whatever you want to watch on your phone just in front of your face and you have total freedom you haven't got a oh, yeah, you've got options you've got options whatever's niche to you you know before you only you it's like having five channels on tv you only had five channels so everybody's watching the same mm-hmm. program but now everybody's got this individual thing they can choose because there's so much content out there so there there is no there is no uh there is no like reason to go to a cinema, I guess, anymore for people. Yeah, because that, that's the thing as well. Like, you got to think that Netflix and Amazon and stuff like that, they're going to offer such small, like, luxurious contracts to the filmmakers. They're going to be like, I'll give you $350 million to make this a Netflix um, exclusive. Yeah. It's not going to be shown in the cinema then. No. It's only going to be on Netflix. Like the cinema is gonna die out. I think everyone's come to like terms with that, and un- unless they start streaming Netflix at the cinema, but what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they, they people still wouldn't do that. The whole idea of Netflix and chill, man. Netflix yeah. and chill probably made it for them, you know, because you don't have to do anything. You're sitting at home, you're just turning on Netflix, and then you're you're choosing what you want to do. But what happens to the spectacle, man? Like this is what they were trying to do with the Super League as well. They were trying to turn oh, yeah. things into a spectacle. Um, do we necessarily need a spectacle? Why does life have to be... A, like, surely, in my head, I'm going to get all hippie and preachy here for a second, surely life is a spectacle. You know, I don't... Why Why are we told that we have to have this one big, huge event that keeps us going? Like, can't it just be like a... I guess that's what Netflix is. Netflix the is a constant is, stream. Yeah. Because you're, you're completely right. Like, we, we don't need a big, luxurious event. But because yeah. it's there and we've always had that sort of thing, but we don't have one, we're like, where is it? Like, yeah. Where is it? Do you know what I mean? Like, I was thinking back, like, 2006, 2010, I think, is, like, the prime years that I've ever lived. Like, <laughs> just, like, the best years ever. Firstly, because Arsenal were playing well, and I loved watching them. <laughs> Secondly, you're at that age where you're about, like, 10 to, like, 10 to 15, and, you're like, you're going from, like, being a little kid to, like, teenagers sort of thing you're growing up you get a bit more freedom and the world was such a better place back then it was so much nicer like things were still a reasonable price like go out with your mates as i said walk through the high street um and like go bowling go to the cinema because netflix wasn't around then um, yeah and then like champions league on itv not on bloody sky sports or <laughs> bt sport and stuff like that and like 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 the 2006 2010 pinnacle of my life I've already said it. Even if I lived to 100, though those yeah. two years pinnacle of my life. Oh man, that's inspiring. Yeah. And that is literally, and you're saying that is because you, it was just a lot more simple and a lot more you got to be you and we weren't stretching ourselves out to like all these different things. Like you say, BT Sports on Sky Sports, people seemed a bit nicer. Uh, the shops, the shops were all open. Uh, is is that why? Just because you got to what, what's the feeling there? Because you get to feel more like yourself and you're not spread out and things. Yeah, I, I think obviously half of it looking back is nostalgia. I think looking back at those Maybe, days, yeah. I was like, oh, the good old days, sort of things. But then again, I just think like this, not the standard of living, but I just feel like those those, those times before the big technology came in, before like the Netflixes and stuff like that, before like uh, pay per view sports for BT and stuff like that. But you could just go up with your mates and be like, okay, what are we doing? We could either go to the cinema, we could go bowling, we could chill in the park, play some football. When there was never that thing being like, oh yeah, we could um, go back to mine and watch a new film on Netflix. It's just like, no, let's get out of the house. Let's go explore yeah. sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? And as I said, that was before all the like the big technology changes came. Champions League, which is one of the biggest events in football, obviously, was free on ITV. Um Obviously, you didn't have Netflix and stuff like that. You could still go to the cinema. And yeah, I just think it was the prime years, in my opinion. Hey, so I'm, I'm really interested now in this argument between like big spectacles and streams. Because, you know, a big... Because a second ago, we said big spectacles were like, why do we need them? But now I'm thinking, is a big spectacle better? Because it gives you something to look forward to, a reason to get out of the house, than a constant stream of mediocrity or mediocre content because like with netflix we are we get to sit at home you don't ever necessarily get like really excited like you would about going to a film but it's a constant flow of things so you never 
you you never really you never really break from that daydream of of streaming you know you can go to work stream something like a facebook video whatever that pops up on your phone come home on the bus home when you get home you, you stream something it's like a, just a constant flow rather than work 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 big event big event it's a, it's a, it's it's a different way of being we're like different species now isn't it we're not the same. Popping bottles, only to sterilize I'm still drunk though, more from your eyes Paint some houses, kiss your ear holes Pins and needles, pins and needles Waking up late, even though it's a weekday Ain't got nowhere to be, here's where I wanna stay Anything you wanna say, say to me You ain't gotta Popping bottles, only to sterilize I'm still drunk though, more from your eyes Paint some houses, kiss your ear holes Pins and needles, pins and needles Need my covers one more day Just so the smell don't change That way I pretend that you still remain Anything you wanna say, say to me Popping bottles, only to sterilize I'm still drunk though, more from your eyes Paint some houses, kiss your ear holes Pins and needles, pins and needles Popping bottles, only to sterilize I'm still drunk though, more from your eyes Paint some houses, kiss your ear holes Pins and needles, pins and needles That song was by Epsom local musician Els, which you can find on Spotify by typing E L S capital letters, and that one was called Pins and Needles, P I N Z, and just an N, the needles of a Z, and you should get that up along with a few of his other songs that we've played before. But now on with the podcast, the Lewis and Ben special. Right, when you're in the 1900s, maybe you 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 grew up in 1950s. Did you have any idea what? was going to be possible in 50 years in terms of we can just FaceTime someone in Australia like that but back then if you wanted to get a message over to Australia it would take like three it would take like three sorry not Australia (laughs) that's a personal joke (laughs) no yeah definitely and I'll tell you the funny story about that I was at the pub last Sunday um and um my mate Sid um Oh, I absolutely love who I've already brought up. But he lives down in Cornwall and um he's obviously got to know my mates throughout lockdown over Zoom on Call of Duty and stuff like that. And I FaceTime him at the pub. Like he's like a good about four hundred miles away. FaceTime, I said, here's all the boys and it's just like I fucking like I I really like it, but I could also live without it as well, do you know what I mean? It it would make that it would make the meeting special. I I realise now that my mum lives in Kent and I don't live with my brother and sister anymore. Mm-hmm. And when I don't when I see them, it's not really as special because I'm like up to date with them on WhatsApp. I'm up to date with them on um, Instagram. So when I actually see, it's almost like I don't need to see them anymore to 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 live. You know, like and when I see them, it's not like a oh my god, what have you been up to? How are you doing? It's just like again. We're, we're back to that streaming, aren't we? It's not that big spectacle. And this is really going to be the big thing I'm taking away from this this chat. It's not that big spectacle of meeting all your family. It's like now everything's streamed. Con- you're constantly, constantly involved. And, you, you know, there's never like a... Wet, like It feels like there's never a big moment anymore, you know? No, yeah. I'll I, I tell you another example. Obviously, I'm nearly single and stuff. And like scrolling through tinder and stuff like that it's all fun and games dating apps whatever but nothing will beat the thrill of meeting a girl on a night out getting the number like the actual thrill of it in person 
Like it's yeah. all over a phone now. And like as you said, it ruins a big spectacle because like you arrange a date with someone you don't even know, and you're just like, oh, okay. Well, I haven't even met you yet, and we're organising a date. Like it ruins it. Do, do you know what I mean? Hundred percent. Like, and it's that. And you with the dating app, you get to choose what you wish to portray yourself as you've got you got what you got you got as much time as you want to work out how you want to choose to reply to that message so it's not like it's not like you're in the like you say you're in a club or you're in a pub or you meet a girl on the street and you go right I've got to actually give you my ultimate character here and I've got to be quick and sharp and I've got to impress you now it's like right I can spend 20 hours in the gym every week get my pictures looking good then i'm gonna get a fake fake like a tan get those pictures on point i'm gonna take 100 pictures get the perfect angle go for 100. then also when you message Literally. me i'm gonna spend 30 minutes right i'm gonna put it on the group chat boys what do you think i should say <laughs> all this stuff you, I, like you see me i'll put that in the group i'll be like a girl said this what do i reply like yeah. it's crazy it's actually crazy it's, it's, it's uh, that it's it's that stream, isn't it? It's that it's that constant, constant. Like you say, you're tuned in all the time. You you can you can you you yeah. You just have it's a different it's a different it's a different way of being human. Surely, isn't it, man? I think it's crazy. No, yeah, of course it is. It, it's a little persona of yourself when you think about it. Like you got to think. Like if I'm chatting to a girl on Tinder, whatever, I'm chatting away, chatting away. I could go meet her, and I could have like a really really high-pitched voice really high-pitched voice and then she was <laughs> yeah. have no idea you know what i mean like no idea whatsoever or i could go there and i could speak very little english well she wouldn't know that over the text or anything yeah, like that true, and, like, it's a complete different persona that you got online because like they don't know you who for who you are but if i meet a girl in the pub or something like that they'll just see me face on They'll know what I sound like. They don't. They'll know what I look like. They know what I dress like. Do you know what I mean? I like the um. I like the the, the dating the dating app topic. So when you're going on a dating app and filling out your profile, what um what are you one um trying to do for you, on your own profile? And two, what are you looking for in another profile? What are your tells? So on my tin, I'm looking at look at it now. So um, <laughs> you're a brave man doing this one... live. <laughs> Oh, I don't mind. The thing is, like, I've got nothing to hide. I'm quite, like, I'm not embarrassed of most things. So no, I like it. So I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the first thing that is, that I put on there. I said I'm a CEO at Hillside Carpets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I work for my dad. I'm not. I'm not a CEO. <laughs> um... <laughs> I mean, like that's the thing. Like people who can put stuff on there, and like I'm not. I'm, I may be a CEO here in the future, but we don't even have a chief executive officer. It's me, me and my dad. You know what I mean? But it yeah. sounds good. It sounds good. Yeah. Um. Let's have a look. I don't know how to get. I just love CEO right. as well, because because CEO you normally assign with like he's the CEO of Facebook, the CEO of Twitter. Like it sounds <laughs> yeah, like a really important true. thing, and you're like, no, CEO, CEO Hillside Carpets, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um and then my bio is dad bod with dad jokes which i am nice. pride myself on um, yeah that's honest like I'm, I'm not trying to say i'm something i'm not and all my pictures are just like normal pictures of me to be honest oh like, nice yes yeah, so because you so so you go for the wholesome nice guy like style um profile and you, you that is i actually say that's what you are i think um so i think you've gone for quite an accurate representation of of no, yourself yeah. on a date like. that's the thing because i'm i'm quite like i'm not conscious what people think of me at all not in the slightest but if someone was to think i'm someone online that i'm not i would hate that so i tried to be as much as myself online as i can be because I don't want to portray myself as being, I don't know, some, as I said, like something I'm not. Maybe we're overreacting a little bit because I guess people don't create a completely fake avatar of themselves because essentially they have to then go. Um, do you, so do, do you think the issues with this sort of stuff just comes down to the person anyway? If you're a self-confident person, you're going to be a self-confident person online. You know, and if if there's an element of yourself you're not comfortable with, you're gonna hide that in real life and online. Maybe online just gives you more of a shield for that insecurity. No, yeah, 
because don't don't be wrong. Like being online is not all bad news. Like, I just said, like for people that are insecure, it's really really good, like really good mm. because you can make yourself feel better by like you can edit your pictures and like let's just say I'm not, I'm not saying none of these are flaws whatsoever. I'm just saying let's say if I had like a big nose or something like that and I was really self conscious about, it, I could take a picture, edit it, put it online, and feel good about myself. And like if that yeah. makes someone happy, I'm I, I don't care whatsoever if that makes you happy as long as making someone happy like at the end of the day as long as you're happy what's the issue do you know what i mean i i uh, it's a weird one that one isn't it because if we did live solely online like and everything was just an avatar then it would make you happy because you could adjust yourself but what if you took the picture with with your nose and you weren't and then someone met you in real life and they noticed it and then, you know, they went, Oh, actually I didn't realise your nose was so big. You should yeah. have said that in your pro should have said yeah, that in your yeah, profile. Yeah. That's gonna the be crushing. Is, if you go up to a girl you met online and said, Oh, your nose is bigger <laughs> than your pictures, you're gonna be a complete arsehole, aren't you? And you fucking uh, yeah. no, this is my point. Are you the arsehole? Are you the arsehole? Or is does does she need to accept or he need to accept what she is and 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 go oh, that way yeah, because yeah. you know what I mean. People always say, "Oh, you can't say that," and I'm kind of like, obviously, you don't say that because of social, like being social and being respectful and nice. Mm. But if somebody is altering the way they are online, and then you know you you have to exp- you have to realize that when people realize the other way, that's the first thing they're going to pick up on. If you had a big nose, yeah, if you had a big nose, and I met you for the first time and hadn't seen an altered version of yourself. I wouldn't, it wouldn't even cross my mind for more than a tenth of a second that you've got a big nose. It would be like, it would flash into my conscious and I'll go, oh, that's right. I've got big ears. My ears stick out. So I wouldn't, I'm not going to judge anybody on the the, the, the way, yeah, the way their face looks. But when you make your nose smaller online, you are drawing attention to your your nose because when someone sees you, they're going to see the difference. But like that, that, that's another thing, like one of my pet peeves about boys in particular is that they see a girl with makeup off and being like, oh, you're a catfish with makeup on. No, she's not a catfish with makeup on. She put that makeup on to make herself feel good about herself. It doesn't matter if she has tons of foundation, tons of whatever. If she puts that on, that's who she wants to be in real life because she's come out like that. And yeah. if she takes the makeup off and you don't like her like that, like just go do one. Like it's like when a boy gets a haircut and a fresh trim. I'm gonna get my haircut and a fresh trim after this. I'm gonna look a bit different. I look look a bit fresher. Doesn't mean I'm mm. a catfish when I've got my hair out. It just means I haven't like done myself up. That's one of my yeah. pet peeves. I hate that so much. What what people judging so, like other people on on how they're on? It's it's like it's it's mostly like when when girls take off their makeup. Like I've seen a few videos online and like girls do this thing, like they they they're without their makeup on, they do like some like video on it, then they like it transitions with them with makeup on. And like and they go from like non makeup to makeup and like boys in the comments are just like, Oh, you're such a catfish, such a catfish. It's like it's not a catfish, like they're doing it to make themselves feel good. And like Yeah. It's just so hard to explain. Like if I if I came on wearing like all my shrubby clothes and stuff like that then I put on like a nice little tracksuit or something like that. Were you going to call me a catfish? No, I've just put on some, some nicer stuff on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And, and why, why do they, why do they, in your, in your opinion, why do you feel that, you know, obviously it's totally justifiable. Why do you feel the need to put on that nicer tracksuit just to feel good about how you look? And it's, it's not like an outside thing. It's not like you need other people to look at you to feel good. Is it more that you just feel better in better clothes? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, even before this podcast, I'll be completely honest to the listeners. I said, is it going to be videoed? And you said yes. And I was like, all right, then I need to do my hair. Like, yeah. it's not because I want to look good. It's because I want to feel good if I'm on camera. Do you know what I mean? If I didn't do my hair, I'd be constantly checking me like, is my hair okay? Is my hair okay? But I know, like, yeah. I still need a haircut. But I just know that, like, I've done my hair. I feel good. I don't need to worry. Like, let's crack on. Like, you know that yeah. feeling like when you get a fresh haircut, you walk out the barbers like you feel like a million dollars. You do. Like, and I would love to admit that I didn't. You know, I'd love to be like, yeah, no, I feel good all the time. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd I, I'd love to say I, I feel good whenever. I think generally I, I do. 
but then you can't help but getting one and then catching yourself in the mirror and thinking like yeah yeah i, I do i do look a lot better so it must just be like a totally totally natural Sorry, thing that's right that's like carpets as ben takes a phone call for his shop hillside carpets to satisfy a customer second highest rated carpet fitting shop in london he'll have you know i wonder what's beyond the dating app what's the next step what can a relationship be like for the modern epsom normal local but before that some music from another local 25 year old reese crowver reflecting the psyche and the expression of the modern 25 year old in this age the song's called feel something reese's music reflects mental health quite a lot obviously a big one at the moment So I grew up in a household, like, I'm a massive mummy's boy, like my mum means the world to me and like I'll still give my mum like a little like cuddle now and then, I'm not ashamed to say it, like I love her to bits, um, but like if I like, if I'm by myself for too long I do get lonely and like if someone can offer me something that is like constant non-loneliness, like company, I don't want to say non-loneliness, but like company, um yeah. and then i like if I, obviously like, I'm, i enjoy their company but then i'll just get attached to it and i was like i don't let that company go now like i've yeah. got that and i don't want to be alone again do you know what i mean yeah i've been yeah, that yeah. one of the reasons but i think i need to jump out of that and just be like i need to because i think that's what was before that like, i wasn't happy like being on my own mm. but i'm learning to be happier by myself and i think one of the biggest issues of that i've got massive fomo sometimes so like even when it comes to like going on cod so like the other night is a prime example so 
I was coming back from the pub and someone put in the chat being like, oh, we're coming on COD. And I was like, I'll wait for me. I'll be 10 minutes. I was in the Uber on the way back from the pub. Ended up being about 20 minutes. Like, I'll be there. I'll be there. Please wait. Please wait. Please wait. I was proper drunk and I came on COD, played shit. And I was just like, I don't even want to be playing this. I just wanted to play because I wanted to chat to the boys and I didn't want to miss out. And I yeah. came off and I was just like, what's the point? Like, it's just like, it's you. that's the thing. Like, I, I just like company. That's the thing. Yeah, so so you were like, what's like, why? I'm the same as you, man, and I, I don't think it's just FOMO of meeting people. I think it's like FOMO of like eating something, FOMO of like uh, like going on my phone. I get home and I need, I just need to be doing something all the time, you know. Oh, yeah. I, I, and I don't want to miss out. Or the idea of not having what pops into my head is like really, really, really scary, and I have to have it. Like, and it, that's that's interesting, you know. And it's weird that being 25 and and we're still sort of battling with like battling with that or do you think like there's an element of we're just being a bit more open about it and everyone feels that way where they need something and and they're uh and they're not quite sort of admitting it i think everyone has a bit of fomo in them whether it's how you said like wanting to try some new food or jumping on call of duty or going to the pub and they're not really meant to it was like last week when i got my first haircut after lockdown i was just like all right Let's get a fresh fade, do my beard, a little bit off the top. I saw the guy next to me and he was having a hot towel shave. And I was like, that yeah. looks fucking amazing. And then he was like, <laughs> anything else? And I was just like, hot towel shave? <laughs> yeah, I literally got one. I was just like, I couldn't miss out on that. No chance. I ended up paying extra eight quid for it. It was lovely. Don't get me wrong. It felt really fucking good. But yeah, it was just because I saw that guy having it. I was just like, if he's having one, I want to have a go. Do you know what I mean? I find this so interesting, man, because obviously you, you're like fairly stable with what you're doing in terms of you're like working with your dad, you've got your business, you've just got a mortgage, haven't you, on a, on a house, on a flat or yeah. a house. Is that... And I always say to myself, am I like this where I can't say no to things like eating or going out or doing things or going on Call of Duty at 1am when I should be going to work tomorrow? I always thought it, like because maybe I don't feel like I I'm I'm there yet. But then you seem to have a lot in order, um, and and you 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 exhibit similar emotions. So I wonder if it, it isn't about like what you actually have on the outside. It's more of like an inside thing, like being comfortable with yourself, which you're saying that you're finding quite a bit more um, at this age, no, at being yeah. 25. No, yeah, definitely. Like I think I could have everything in the world, like literally everything. Let's say I was a multi-millionaire. I could have everything yeah. in the world and I'd still get FOMO of missing out on a Call of Duty session. Yeah. Like, I could say that open-heartedly. Like, I would still, well, like, if it was like nine o'clock at night, last orders at the pub at half nine and I just got home at nine, I'd try and get down to the pub to see the boys. No matter yeah. what was going on, if I was going back to a multi-million pound mansion, I'd I'd get FOMO otherwise. Like, it's one yeah. of those things. I'd be completely... I find that so interesting. I find that so. I really say so I. I'd always worry that it was just me doing that because I, I'm not quite where I want to be career-wise or X, Y, and Z. But you reckon that you reckon it is just. Natural. It doesn't matter what you have. Yeah. I think it's just all natural. Like, as I was saying, like, if all your friends are in one place doing something, and you're not there, it's natural to want to be with your friends. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. just natural. It was like yesterday at the Arsenal uh, protest down um, at the Emirates. Um, I literally, it started at six. I finished work at five and I rushed down to get there. I didn't want to miss out on it. I didn't want to miss out yeah. on it. And like, and this this is the worst thing about it. We went down to the Arsenal protest. Me and my mate Joe, we were like, we don't want to miss the game either. So we had to leave the protest an hour before kickoff, rush back to like where we live, like Epsom Mule area. And I fucking drove to the gate bells and I was like, please say show the football, please show show the football. Only missed the first 10 minutes. And I was like, I don't want to miss out on this. Like, it's just crazy. Like, I literally travelled all the way from Arsenal to Surrey to watch yeah. Arsenal and we lost. I don't know. Do you think everybody feels like that? Or do you think it's just... I think they must. Uh... The thing is, I think some people are introverted. And I think those sort of people don't really mind them missing out on stuff. But I think me, me and you, we're proper extroverts. We love going out. We love doing things. We love adventuring, exploring, whatever you want to call it. We, we love being out with our mates. But some people, nothing wrong with it. They just like being inside, having their own time. And nothing wrong with that. But I think people like me and you will suffer the most from it, definitely. 
Yeah, yeah. I get, and I guess maybe it's just a natural, a natural case of being introverted and extroverted, like you say. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't. I need to be engaged in something quite a lot. I think, and it needs to be like in, like captivating me, like on the spot as well. Like I'm not, I'm not very good at slowly building things. Do you know what I mean? I'm not very good at like a, like a slow strategy game or sitting there and building something over time that takes lots of time. Like I kind of want it. No. I kind of want it now. Yeah, I want it now. <laughs> like, exactly, uh, the same. exactly the same as me. As I, I get can, an idea can, in my head, I'm just like, yeah. I, I need to do that right now. I can. Like it's like even like with the small things like. If I was to say like, oh, like the, the, this morning I came into the shop and I was just like, I want to get my hair cut. And I was just like, is there any chance I can leave Ray to get my hair cut? I need to get my hair cut, I need to get my hair cut, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, why can't I just wait five hours, then get my hair cut? <laughs> yeah, I'll like, be like that as well. It's just like so stupid. Like the amount of times I'd leave work and be like, oh, let's say I want to go play golf. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to go play golf straight after work. I want to do it now. I need to get that thing out of me. I don't even have my clubs on me. And I was just like, I can't do it right now. Relax, Ben. Like, chill out. Yeah. We had to do it yeah. in a minute. But I, I, I think that's one thing that I think we could both learn from is that sometimes patience, I know the old cliche, it, it is a virtue because 100%. Like, especially like with your podcast and stuff like that, you've done, you started it like, well, about like a year and a half ago. Yeah. And like you're, you built up so much since then and that's because you've been patient with it and you've been working hard on it. If mm. if you rushed into it and wanted to get to the top straight away, it wouldn't be nowhere near as wholesome as good as it is now. So I think I did I think the, I think I, I, I I've tried to rush in and I think that's the lesson I've learned in the first year and a half. Like I've spent so many days at home just so depressed, like that that nothing's happening. You know, and it doesn't seem like that. Uh, and I've and I've been so like oh, but I'm ready for things to kick off, and I'm ready for this, and I'm ready for that. And then something happens in a podcast like we just spoke about now, when we were talking about the idea of streaming versus a spectacle. And I'm like, man, I'm not even close to be understanding or being ready of what I've got to do yet. Uh, and I've just got to trust in that process a lot more, you know. And I feel like trust that you know, maybe whatever I need to do isn't done yet and, and or what I need to learn isn't learned yet and there's lots of skills I haven't got. And then at the end of the day, why rush? Why rush to grow up? Like, why rush to get somewhere? Because, you know, it, if I imagine, I imagine being in the, I imagine like, imagine your brain could go to the gym. You're working out a part of your brain that always wants to be in the future, not what you're doing right now. So when, by the time that future actually eventually comes your brain is too busy working out that future muscle so you're still going to be thinking about the future even when that future comes so you're basically always going to be thinking about the future no, yeah literally that's, that's like, like a oh yeah so you know i was saying i'm meeting felix and h for drinks later on yeah so um i wanted to go out and buy some new clothes today but i was just like i can't get my hair cut and buy new clothes and meet them for drinks i was just like i don't know which one to do and i was just like mm. As I said, like, I've got no commitments, Ben. You could do either one of those three, two out of the three, even three out of those three, and, yeah. like, you'll still get on with your day. And like, that's I just panic about it. I was like, well, if I do that, I'm going to be late for this. If I do that, I was like, just relax. Like, you're yeah. a free man. Like, you've got the whole day to yourself. Yeah. I think that's yeah, and I, it, it, I guess it's that wanting to do everything now. Mm-hmm. that um causes you the problems because you're trying to in your your mind is trying to come up with with a solution of doing three things right now mm-hmm. whilst you're at work and you're you're basically putting it to your mind how can we do that and your mind's going fuck i don't know i don't know ben ben i don't know calm down and you're and you're you're it's like you're trying to it's like you're trying to write a novel on a calculator the calculator's going look we don't compute what you're trying to do right now this is not working no literally i'll, I'll tell you a funny story so my ex-girlfriend who i was with about two years ago when i started the dons so yeah. um i literally just picked up my new phone so it was in bar for the weekend it was like a weekend away it was in bath and i got my new phone and i was just like so excited and stuff like that and i saw this youtube video and it just popped up and recommended before I was going to bed. And it said, how to start your own Sunday league team. And I was just like, okay, I'll give it a watch. And like, yeah. I went through all these stages and I, they were like, like, oh, and you like, the sooner you start it, the sooner you like, like, what do you call it? The sooner you can get back playing football. And I was like, oh, 
I'm playing Sunday League in so long, and I so many people that want to do it. The whole weekend, I was messaging the league, I was messaging the FA, I was getting everything sorted, got everything sorted within 48 hours, but yeah. we did not do anything in Bath, we didn't do any sightseeing, didn't go for any meals, because I was too busy trying to sort it out for the future. And oh, literally, man, yeah. that, that weekend was just ruined because of what I do, like, I just fast forward to the future, but I got it all sorted within 48 hours, which I was very happy with. But then I was yeah, really yeah. the way at the same time. So that's definitely something that I do that I think too far into the future, not too far into the future, but I think in the future too much. And I'm just like, mm. wait, just learn to live in the present. Yeah, and practice it. Like we were saying, like work out that muscle that is living in the now, you know, and being present. Because when that future comes, you're still going to be in the present then so you're basically oh, yeah. just deal with it deal with it as it comes and i guess what someone like me and you we've worked out after has to practice is like the advantages of being patient because you could have maybe set that league up over the course of the next week and enjoyed your weekend in bath no, yeah, and then literally. when when you well and let's let's get deep for a second when you're 70 80 looking back at your life and you're thinking oh okay i rushed through everything that i needed to do and i got it all done mm. but did i miss out on you know, like, did I miss out? I'll get guilty after this, right? Here's one for you. I'll get guilty after this because I'll try not to. But we'll, like I said, we'll meet up and we'll go to the pub. But I'll be thinking, get this podcast edited. Get this podcast edited. Get it written. Do it. And then I'll go to the pub tonight and I'll come back and I'll be guilty that I never did it. Um, and, and then I'll... Yeah. That, that, I think that's the thing. Like, that's something we, we need to learn. Like, as I said, like, we just want it done now, now, now. Like, the thing is, like... I've really enjoyed this podcast and if I was doing it, I'd be rushing to edit it and stuff like that to get it out mm. there. But if you rush it, it's not going to be as good as the final product if you took your time with it. You know? And there you have it. What what a pleasant ending. Oh, I've just got an email. Should we see what that is? Um, huh. Orlando from Sorry Comet. So maybe he's getting back to me about something cool that we've got planned for that. <laughs> Bloody timing, eh? Just as we finish the episode... I get an email to put me on to the next thing. That's huh. life. So that's the um that's the end. I'm gonna have a quick layback actually while I say this bit, just laying on my sofa. Um thanks for listening to this episode. As I said earlier, www.waynepodcast.com. If you could put your email in the subscription bit, I'd be so appreciative. All you'll do is just get emails about new episodes that come out. That is all. Just trying to build up the mailing list. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. Good points, wasn't it? Especially at the end there, about about not panicking, not 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 panicking in the moment. You can't do three things at once. You can only do one thing at once. So you know, getting a grip and practicing practicing that and maintaining it is hard, man. I know it's hard. So I'm trying to deal with it, and you're trying to work out where you want to go and what you want to do. We actually have we we have it pretty easy here, apparently. You know, we've got shelter, we've got food, we've got everything, we've got loads of comforts. Um, but, you know, it's, it's still, what 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 what's going on for so many people to be not feeling quite right? Do you know what I mean? Is there like a bit of separation? What's separating people from all of us and feeling okay? That's my big, that was my big think of the episode. And just there at the end there, I, it made me think by talking, talking to Ben... We're obviously talking about consuming quite a lot. We're always Ben's having a hot towel shave. I eat quite a lot. Eat, I don't look like I eat a lot, but I always snack when I'm bored. And then I pull out my phone. I've always got to be engaged and consuming something. And is it that, you know, is it that addiction to consuming that can leave people feeling empty? And, and consuming is not just eating. Consuming can be consuming media, social media, streaming, as I said earlier. You know, it's not like we work and work and then we get a big spectacle anymore. We have a constant stream of things that we have access to, which is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. But, you know, with the with the push of consuming and the relentless advertising on our brains and things like that, is that could could that be, you know, the encourage the background encouragement to consume purely by getting so many adverts pushed to us all the time, so many different modes of living putting our, you know, and could that be causing the issue? Do you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. But 
that was sort of what I thought about at the end there towards Ben and, and is the answer maybe to stop trying to consume and to try and just sit down and be a bit more with what you're doing and, and present and content with what you've got. But that's hard. I get that. You know, you go on social media and you're constantly being told to want things and need things, whether it's for an influencer showing you their brilliant lifestyle that you don't have or, you know, some action film or I don't know what it could be. But being content with what we've got, it's hard though, isn't it, when other people have got more. So... I don't know the answer. This has been the end of the podcast. Very, very uh, somber. But uh, I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.